0: Black, black shadow with the center of the backtrack to center of
1: Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. The Walking Dead season 5 premiere, Shattered Records. Again, showing you that investing can be about television, it's product driven. AMC is publicly traded. And it's pretty clear that there will be a season six of the Walking Dead as long as these numbers continue to go higher. Listen to this though. Seventeen point three million viewers, beating the season four premiere of sixteen point one million viewers by over a million. That's just, you know, walk off the field, home run. Let's go to Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr O'Hare?
2: Hey Rob, I'm doing fine, thank you.
1: Walking Dead, you fan or not a fan?
2: Um I can say that uh, I I'm, can't call myself a fan or, or not a fan. I haven't seen the show. So. Uh, but enough. I can say that uh, Walking Dead seems to be an apt description these days for the stock market.
1: You saw where I was going with the obvious. Um, <laughs> what is up with this market? Um, typically, when I work in television as well as radio, and um, when the news anchors start asking me questions like, Market lost 3% last week. Is this the beginning of the end? I'm like, I think, weren't we like just at 52-week highs two weeks before that? And um, it's funny how quick sentiment turns and people get
2: scared. It sure is, and I think you raise a, a really good point, Rob. Um, you know, in the midst of what's going on here, and, and obviously doesn't feel good just given the, the speed at which these things uh, develop and uh, to the downside is that, you know, you got to remember we had such a big run, um, you know, not just off the 2009 lows, but uh, really, you know, from the period about you know mid July into you know uh, mid September, um, you know, the S and P 500 gained uh, upwards of about six percent in in about six weeks. Um, that's a that's a big move, and um, you know, and of course we hit the all time high with the Alibaba Group IPO on that day, and and so. It, market, you know, uh, we've been saying it for so long, you know, was certainly due for some type of setback, some type of pullback, and um, and it started to pull back, I think really without any clear-cut news catalysts, uh, and that to me is kind of like a symptom of just a market that recognized it was overextended uh, and needed to take some money off the table, but the, the added element now that's been thrown into the mix is that you're getting some uh, unnerving headlines that are exacerbating some of the selling interest and contributing to a lot of the headline fears as they relate to slowdown concerns, worries about Ebola, um, the effects of a stronger dollar on earnings prospects, and it kind of just all melds together here to um, to lead people to uh, reduce their risk exposure out of concern, perhaps, that this might be the end uh, of this bull market run we've been enjoying for so long. I don't think it is, but that is what is one of the factors that is is keeping things down and why the buy the dip uh, mentality has not um, succeeded lately.
1: Seems like we got three or four things playing into the market psychology or the market's action right now. Seems like Europe, Germany's a shining star, and everyone else is struggling. You got the stronger dollar. You've got, you know, the United States being kind of like the shining star. You got a little slowdown in Asia. Um, where do you favor, like, I'm not saying rock, scissors, paper, but kind of, like, where do we go, okay, if there's a 5% correction, I'm happy, if there's a 10% correction, I'm thrilled, if there's a 20% correction, I'm panicked, uh, what are you looking at as far as maybe your next cue?
2: Right, well, you know, the it's, it's fundamental analysts sit there and, and look at, and i Concentrate primarily on the U.S. market, um, and we've talked about these things before. You take a step back, and you realize that um, you know interest rates have, have come down during the sell-off. You know that that's going to be supportive for equity valuations. Uh, earnings are still growing. We're going to see that obviously uh, as we roll through this third quarter reporting period, uh, and inflation is obviously still low. Uh, and then we can't uh, discount the fact that with the stronger dollar. Uh, weighing on dollar denominated commodity prices and oil in particular uh, that that pulls down gasoline prices and that 's a positive you know for uh, for consumers and um, you know those those items kind of get lost in this mix right now, uh, but we think that they will ultimately circle back around to kind of being the um, uh, the elements that start to get highlighted that perhaps, you know, arrest this uh, this sell-off that we're seeing, you know, as people come to appreciate that uh, while there are problems abroad, certainly, while the U.S. economy s- could certainly still be doing better, uh, it is doing comparatively better than most developed economies, and, uh, and that can be regarded as a good thing. And so, um, you know, we just have to uh, kind of get out of this sentiment funk, uh, and we've got a lot of headlines right now contributing to it, but, uh, it may take just, you know, one really good economic report out of the U.S. or one really good, uh, earnings report and earnings outlook from some blue chip company, uh, to, you know, help people, uh, get past, uh, some of the, uh, current, uh, feelings of angst about where this market is headed and, and having things turn higher here. So, um, but having said that, I would admit, you know, we're kind of at an important inflection point here. Um, uh technical analyst at briefing.com will point out that you know the S&P 500 broke below its 200-day moving average and that's been uh seen as a potential uh trap door move if it cannot be uh closed here pretty soon and supported uh you want to see these buyers step up and defend the market at that level otherwise we could see some extended downside action here in the near term
1: how about the um specter of inflation slash the federal reserve the federal reserve from what i'm reading seems to be not that worried about inflation um, at this moment at this time is that another reason why stocks should be you know preferred over bonds
2: well you know what the market is is suggesting to us anyway is that it's not concerned of inflation getting out of hand. Um, you're seeing that in the drop in, in long-term interest rates, certainly. I mean, the 10-year yield is down to 2.2%. Uh, we were over 2.5% two, two not that long ago. We started the year over 3%. Um, and what that also implies is that the Federal Reserve, notwithstanding a lot of uh, hemming and hawing that they're, you know, likely to raise interest rates, you know, relatively soon, uh, probably won't you know they have told us they are data dependent and they have a dual mandate uh, on the employment side and on the inflation side and clearly they continue to come up short um uh, on both ends but you know particularly the inflation side is not uh, living up to their expectations and so um, so that's another one of those elements I think if the uh, you know the market kinda like uh regroups here and settles down and comes back to the understanding that the, the Federal Reserve is not, you know, likely to raise rates uh anytime soon. That could, you know, be a supportive factor here for the equity market. But um but one thing that is important uh to keep in mind though is that, you know, that mentality has been a real strong source of support, you know, that interest rates are gonna stay at the zero bound, uh and you know, equity valuations can be supported at higher levels because those interest rates aren't going to move. But the, the key thing right now, I think, is that you know, global stock markets have to maintain their faith in the, the central bank policies. Um, concern we have is, is what we're seeing unfold in Germany in particular and throughout the Eurozone is perhaps investors there are starting to lose faith in the ECB and its ability to try and change the economic dynamic there. Uh we talked about this a few weeks ago and uh we think that um, you know it's a risk certainly for the United States market if investors here come around to a, a similar conclusion and realize that you know what central bank policy is 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 just ultimately ineffective here to do anything other than drive up, you know, stock prices but it's not ultimately helping the real economy and then they don't have anything, any ammunition left, uh, so to speak, to help support things. In the event you do get a recession led through weak aggregate demand, or perhaps some exogenous shock like, uh, like a, a deepening recession in the in the eurozone and a slowdown in China that ultimately filters over to the United States.
1: I'll give you the final minute and a half, two minutes, Pat, um, Chief Market Analyst Briefing dot com. Anything else that you want to focus on or maybe highlight for us?
2: Well, there's uh the, for the rest rest of the week here certainly you're going to have to watch, you know, the earnings reporting come out. I mean, this is you're going to get some some blue chip US-based companies uh that will have the ability to to turn the tide here if they can can come out and uh not just report better than expected results for the third quarter, but uh but provide that reassuring guidance for the for the fourth quarter and and into next year if they can, you know, you know, mention that things are not uh as bad as they're being made out to be and that they're still optimistic about their sales and earnings prospects uh, moving forward, that can help uh, stem the bleeding we've seen here late. And also, you've got some economic data coming out later in the week, uh, beginning with the retail sales report tomorrow and then the industrial production report, uh, which could be looked upon favorably if they turn out stronger than expected, especially knowing that some of those same indicators in other economies aren't Aren't uh, looking too great right now, and that could be another idea that gets people focused on the United States as being the place to invest.
1: Thank you very much for your commentary. I appreciate it. Very insightful, very helpful for our listeners. You can find Mr. O'Hare at briefing. dot com. He is the chief of market analyst. There is a host of other analysts and kind of insiders per se at briefing. dot com that can help bring you up to speed on technical trading, international markets economies, and much, much more. Check them out at briefing.com.